All right, guys, we're back with another episode of Talks Podcast here with the people. Here with Blue, here with Sunflower yo, yo. Shakur. Hey, hey, sorry. Look, I was going to say yo, yo. <laughs> My bad. What's up? What's up? She's here. Amara is here somewhere. There she go. Hey, girl. Yep. <laughs> She's on cue. <laughs> and. We have a special guest joining us. We have the boy Terrell. What's up, y'all? All right. The passion. I'm sorry. It just you guys we build it up and then when you throw it to me, I just I don't know. I don't have I, okay. We we, th- we literally threw it at you and you and your phone. Sorry, you did not catch it. Yeah. You did not catch it. Damn. Hey y'all. Like I actually did like a gesture that y'all just couldn't see. Like I was Hey y'all, and I kind of looked at the hands up, and I was like, "Yo, man. they can't, we can't see you." <laughs> Sometimes it's good to pretend. It is good to yeah, pretend. Actually, I'm more into it than what it sounded like, for real. But it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we know that you're glad to be here. We're happy to have you. Now, welcome to the show, friend. Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad to be here, and it's been a lot of fun thus far. Good yes, questions. It yes, it has. We just finished our game of Twenty Caliente. You guys will hear that coming up. Um, later on, but today, you know, we're taking a break from all of the doom and gloom in the world because, I mean, we already know the zombie apocalypse is upon us, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we wanted to just chill out and talk about like the lighter, well, not even the lighter side, but you know, what, how important it is to still have connections to people and, you know, friendships, friends, how many of us have them? Mm-hmm. I don't know the rest of the words. I don't have but... no friends. I just usually <laughs> know folks. All right. Let's talk about it. Because, yeah, no, no. Yeah, let's, let's get into it. Let's really get into it. Because now that she said it, it's okay. Because now I can let all y'all niggas know. <laughs> <laughs> Me and I have this thing where, like, when when we both get on, when I get on, and she's going to be on there, too. But I'm always going to, like, slightly shade her in every interview. Any idea that we came up with together that she came up with that, you know, has helped me do anything. I'm going to be like, yeah. yeah. So um, I remember some this this girl, um, I want to say Kristen. Uh, I don't remember what her name was. But she was a mutual friend of a friend. And she, you know, she really inspired me. <laughs> So Nayo is my forever mutual, and I am her forever mutual because she's just going to be trolling me. Please do not call me Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like it was uh, Lois, maybe. (laughs) Lois, I I, I was at Lois. (laughs) Lois, Lois. Good to know. It's close to Louise. It's it's cool. It's cool. That's true. That is very true. But no, but no, let's get into it. Let's talk about, you know, friendships. So let's first question the of the day. The nitty, 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 gritty. So question, how do you guys make friends? Or let me retract that. Let me ask it in this way. How is making friends as a working adult more challenging or easier than it was making friends when you were like in school? Mm, that's a good question. Um. Okay. 
so for me, it was the only thing that was easier about school was like maintaining new friendships. Um, because y'all have known me for years. Y'all have known me through my young phases, my young ages. So y'all got the like spunk, Niall, the energy, Niall, like this down and depleted, Niall. It's like, it's hard to like maintain new friendships just because like, I can't go to like a party with you like once every other month and it'd be like, oh, bet. Like, that's my homegirl. I know her. Like, we cool. We the this stuff. Like, we don't have those memories and those experiences versus, like, now where it's like, yeah, I can talk to you on the phone, but it's just going to be like, I have, like, a lot of people who I know is just, like, I probably will never, ever see in person, ever, again in life. But, like, we use other friends and we talk and we try to maintain those friendships. But it's just so hard to, like, be able to see everybody, especially when, like, everybody moves. I move a lot. Like, it's just, it's very hard. And then I have a child. So for me personally, it's just very hard to have the level of friendship I would like to get with some of the new people I've met. But a lot of people for me has introduced themselves to me as well. Like, I don't really search for it. People like see me and then they Mm -hmm. like initiate it. And then I'm like, okay, if I like, if I feel the good vibe, I'll I'll continue that going that direction. But I don't mm. really be looking. I, I feel like I've kept enough of my old friends, right? From like childhood I, up. So I would agree with that. Like I, um, as far as making new friends, I made some new friends. Um, and there's a difference between. If, actually, if you ask anybody that knows me, like if they ask me, like you know, who's your best friends? I have I name about like five people, but those like legit people that have been here with me through the trenches, ride or die, you know, for a while. But also when it comes to just making new friends, I'm also not an active friend seeker. Um, I just am not, I don't know if I come off as not friendly, the unfriendly black hottie, that might be me. I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) I am not actively like going out to like an event or to something and being like, I'm going to meet five people before I leave here and make a connection. Like, that's not me. And so, like, a lot of the friendships that I've made, especially in my adult life, have been just kind of, like you said, like, people that maybe have approached me or we shared some type of interest at some point and the vibe just happened to be there and it sustained. Um, But even in those cases, like, you go through a period of acquaintanceship first before you become a friend. So, yeah. mm -hmm. I've been so jealous of those who like, I know somebody who every time he walks into a room, he introduces himself to every person. Like he speaks to everybody. He always talks to everyone. And it's just like, I, like on a business networking professional stance, like I'm very jealous of that. Go and get it. This is who I am. This is my name, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. But like, on a friendship wise, I'm you know I still have jealousy towards it. Just um, pretty much of the dynamic of him being able to just like go into a room and be like, "Hey, I'm here. This is who is in this room. If y'all know who is in this room, y'all know for sure I'm in this room." But um, I like anytime I've done that, like I try to like do that and be that person. If I don't get that energy back, I shut down so quickly. I just be like, "What well, fuck y'all? I'm over here opening up. 
trying to speak to folk, trying to introduce myself, trying to make friends. And y'all just like, oh, who is an excited ass bitch? Like, I don't know. It'd be, it be hard because people, some people be stink. Real stink. <laughs> I don't think it's changed for me. Um, if I really look at it, like in school, I had, I was able to form a nice amount of acquaintanceships. Like I had no problem with making sure you knew you were acquaint. Um, cause for me with friendship, friendship is like family to me. So. If I consider you a friend, I consider you more so a brother or a sister, and I mean it. And if I don't get that same energy back, then it's never going to progress to that. So I've always been that type of person. Um, so as far as being an adult and making friends, it's kind of been it's kind of been, I guess, like you like everybody else has said, more so me being approached, and then it it grows and it happens. Um, I'm also that person where. I have noticed with like my closest friends, if I can't like I have this thing where if I really try to remember exactly how we met or I can remember where we met. But as far as the terms of how we met, I've come to learn that my closest friends, I don't remember exactly how we met, but I can tell you around the time or where. So nothing has changed, really, um, as far as making friends now. Uh, Like I agree with everybody else in that's spoken already now it's more so I'm approached, but it's still the same thing of if I don't have the the vibe there, you're quickly an acquaintance before you're my friend. Um, only because I take that friend word true to heart. So, you know, friend is family to me. Agreed. Agreed. Um, cause friend, you know, there's qualifications to being a good friend. And we all know there's good friends and then there's friends. And I, <laughs> that's, I guess it just be more so on the acquaintance standpoint at that point, because mm-hmm. I qualify. So that's another question. How do you qualify a friend? I, I qualify a friend as someone who I can be open and honest with and, you know, who sees me for who I am and vice versa. I see you, you see me, we see each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we accept that shit and good, bad, you know, we deal with it. We, I don't even like using the word tolerate. Cause I feel like tolerate doesn't really mean anything. It just means I put up with your ass. Right. <laughs> I don't really like it. I put up with you. Um, but I guess there's a level of that that comes with it. Cause I don't think you always like your friends all the time. Like I feel like there's gonna be times you piss each other off, but you know, the, the overall quality of the friendship should outweigh that. So. Yeah, I've definitely been in situations with my friends where I think like, damn, I'm going to have to fight this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But like overall, I'm thinking, I hope we can move past this after we whoop each other ass. Because I just could see where this is going. What say you, Terrell? About friendship, new friendships or just what a friend is what's the definition yeah what's a what's a friend to you uh i think friends are revealed through time you know you really don't know you have a friend until you can look back and say oh wow this person has been with me for you know a minute mm-hmm. um and i think a friend you know it, it depends on what, what stage of life you're talking about you know because <clears throat> when you're younger 
you know, your adolescence and you're still ripping and running and on your bike and playing outside, you know, you want somebody, um, you know, who you can adventure with and, you know, explore and shit with. And then, you know, when you get older, you want somebody that you can, like, you know, talk intellectually with or, you know, at a certain point in your life, you might want somebody you can go out with. So it's like, depends on, like, what, what part of your life you're at. Um, as far as, you know, determines what type of friend I'm looking for. Um, but, you know, what is, what do I consider a friend? It's just, you know, somebody who truly wants to see you win. You know, someone who's willing to, like, you know, maybe step to the left or step to the right so that you have, you know, um, you know, better positioning or better, um, you know, understanding of whatever you're going through. Someone you can, you know, trust, talk to. Um, someone who can give you a laugh at the end of the day. Very similar to, you know, family. Just not related to you by blood. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because um, your friends, I feel, should, if y'all are close friends, you know, I think eventually it comes a point where you consider them your family, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's an extension. Because your friends are an extension of you in some way and vice versa. Like, you know, you are the company that you keep. So I think it's very important that when you have a friendship that you're, you know, and not to say that you have to be the same in virtually everything, because that actually makes it, in my opinion, makes a friendship kind of boring. And, you know, you don't really grow that way. Like if y'all agree on everything, you know, uh, that's more like a yes man to me than a friendship. I could be wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because yeah. friendships take, like, they're, they're responsibilities. People just think that, like, they're all just, you know, just reap the benefit of them. But they, they're a lot, of, a lot of work because, like, you know, it takes two people to have a friendship. And then, you know, one person is moving forward and progressing and evolving at one rate and one pace. And then the other person in the friendship, you know, is not always, you know, moving at that same pace. Uh-huh. You know, put the strain on their friendship, you know, so, you know, it, it's hard, um, you know, to Niall's point earlier, like when you move away, you know, your life changes, your responsibility is like, you know, you start to move at a different pace than your friends. Sometimes your friends can't keep up, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. So it, it's, it, it's a responsibility and it takes work on both both parties to still be able to have that connection, you know even though they may not be in the same place like they were when they first met or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think right. a lot of people also struggle with the whole notion that you have friends for particular seasons and then you have your right. lifelong friends. Yeah, um, yeah. And you, ha- you have a lot of people who they naturally, naturally you're going to outgrow people, period. And, and I think there's a lot of people out there that tend to overstretch and reaching back and trying to, you know, keep those friendships that time itself has ran its course. Not to say you on bad blood or you bad terms. Y'all can't speak to each other when you see each other type of thing. But it's just one of those, you know, one of those things where I think a lot of people struggle with in, in progression of life. Yeah. I um, I personally just don't feel like when it comes to, and I'm not saying that this is what something y'all said, 
But when it comes to if I'm progressing to a what's considered a higher status in life or like a more elite status in life, and somebody's complacent at like something that seems like normal or minuscule or whatever, I feel like the two the true test of friendship would be that we are still able to be who we are as people because my job and my bank account shouldn't affect who we are as mm-hmm. people as humans uh-huh. because especially if i'm happy where who, where where i'm at in my life where there's right. no jealousy there's no in, you know no envy there's no malice towards where you're at in your life or you don't look down on to where i'm at in my life if me and you are both completely happy with where we're at and it's just purely based on who we are as people right i agree with that um yeah, i agree yeah, I, I say that like sometimes you know, it, it and it's sad though because it's like you hear that age old you know like that age old myth that like you always hear you know like oh we came up together and then quote unquote uh-huh. we made, and then you started acting funny and da 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 yeah like, yeah yeah you ne- you never want you know your money or your status or you know whatever life you're living to like separate you from, from your friends but. You know, I don't think it's the money. I think it's the mindset and the type yeah. of thinking that goes uh-huh. with those, you know, environments that, you know, it's, it ultimately ends up being a change in or a difference in mindset that become the breakdown between friendship, you know. And a lot of times that thinking or that change in mindset is related to, you know, type of room or the type of life that that person is, is, is living in, you know, whatever that requires. And it's usually unfortunate when that happens, but it always boils down to, you know, uh, not being able, as she said, to connect as people, meaning, yeah. you know, uh, with words, you know, emotionally, um, you know, spiritually, like if you can't, um, if, if those ties are not ever real in the first place, then, you know, absolutely. Once this person starts to move left, right, back, forward, wherever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If, if those constraints are not really and I like the way you worded that like when you said those times were like weren't there in the first place because that's something I thought of when um, one of y'all said or I think both you and Torian stated the whole like um, growing apart from people and stuff like that like I was just kind of thinking like when I think about the people who I quote unquote would say I grew apart from um when I really think about those friendships, it was already something there. I, I'm more like stop forcing it. Like I stopped forcing right. the friendship. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, because at the end of the day, um, and somebody said this already, like, you don't got to be a bad person. You don't got to be no hate or nothing like that. Just because I realized like, with, you know, who you are is just not something I want around me constantly. Doesn't mean like you're horrible. Doesn't mean you can't be a good friend. Doesn't mean we didn't have good moments. It just means like, we're just we're just not mixing. We're not mixing well. It's just not going well. You don't make me feel yeah. good when I'm around you completely. And I'm and I'm trying to push past it, but I can't. And, and that, yeah. And I was gonna say I think that's something do you, and it's not to say that at some point, maybe in the future, we couldn't get back maybe that friendship we had, if there was something, yeah, there was something there to even get back on the first place. That's something that I've always struggled with. Like I'm the type of person that, you know, 
especially if it, if it, if it is some malice behind why we're no longer, you know, rocking with each other, then I just let it go. Like I can forget I it's bad, but I can totally forget that you existed. I can forget that we were ever cool. Like your memory, you know, superficially at least has been wiped from my yeah. mind. Um, yeah. So, and that's something I've always struggled with, like, you know, having that, you know, that one, that grace to be a forgiving person or whatever. And then like, if there's something there, you know, beforehand, that it was just a bad situation that happened and, you know, maybe we've grown from it and whatever else, like, can we actually get back to that place? And do I want you to? Because now I also know that I have trust issues when it comes to stuff like that. So it's like, if we got to this place one time before, you know, who's to say it won't happen again, you know? And I'm like, uh, that, uh, quote that J. Cole put in his song, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so no. is that something else that anyone else has struggled with before? Definitely me. Like, you know, um, I, two years ago, um, found out I was pregnant with Amara. And I had a friend who literally was my friend since I popped out my mama's coochie. And um, she like, the pregnancy just kind of like brought up some other stuff that she was dealing with when it came to our friendship. And like our friendship completely dismantled. And I'm saying like this girl, what, I'm about to be 28. This girl's been my friend like lit at since birth. And um, we weren't friends for two whole years. And recently, uh, unfortunately, due to the passing of her father, we started reconnecting and we started talking. Mm -hmm. And um, like for me, I would love for our friendship to be where it once was. Um, But like, I just definitely don't feel um, the confidence, um, the security to truly share um, some things with her that I've gone through or that I've experienced that like I myself am vulnerable about. Like there's stuff about my life that other people might be vulnerable about that I don't I don't care. I'll share whatever. Like I don't got no clue to but stuff that I truly am vulnerable about that I really don't like like even if I'm confident in it and I want to own up to it or whatever. I just don't want to give people that ammo to use if they're not really that person that I want them to be. Like if she's, cause our thing was whether or not she can handle like situations that are going on in my life and be able to like not use them against me. I don't want to, like I have stuff that I, you know, so like wait a minute, would I say we're friends again? No, I would definitely call it like a, a weird cordial acquaintanceship. Um, because like I fuck with her, I love her, I will always love her. But at the end of the day, I, are you truly? Can I really call you my friend if I can't talk to you about anything? And if you know me, I talk to everybody about anything. So if I feel like I can't talk to you about some shit, then I really, you know, kind of don't fuck with you. And if I don't kind of don't fuck with you, then now I'm being fake, and now you making me be fake. I don't want to be fake. So. <laughs> That's interesting. That's that's an interesting point. There's a lot of interesting points there. And I think one interesting point is that, you know, like we want to be able to talk to our friends about anything, right? Uh-huh. But let's be real, though. We all know 
we all know, especially like our, our good friends, not just like our acquaintances, but our good friends that we know like the back of our hand. Yeah. We know what their we know what they strong topics are. We know what they're yeah, not their so limits topics. and their boundaries. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely you know right. Like, and, and and I have like, trust me, especially when you don't have that many friends or like those people that you can really trust, like you really expect the ones that you do have to like carry a lot like you know it's not like i have like five or six you know best friends you know you have like one or two so those one or two people that really know you you really you want them to be able to you know withhold everything that you have to share with them right Um, you want to be able to talk to them about certain things or whatever but you know there are times in friendships that you just realize that like i want to be able to share this thing with this person like I want this person to understand that this thing I'm going through is important and I need them to help me. But whatever is going on with that person, they can't. Like, they're just incapable of being there for you. And so why push that limit in y'all's friendship? Yeah. When yeah. And it's recognize that limit. No, you're right. Like, you're 100% right. Because my mom taught me that, like, my sophomore year in college. Because that was another reason why me and a friend dismantled because of, like, me pushing that limit. And she was like, you got Anybody else you can talk to about these things? Why are you yeah, talking yeah. to that girl about it, knowing that that's her limit? That's her push point. Like, don't talk to her about that shit. Then y'all wouldn't be in this situation now. And it's like, yeah, you're right. That's true. That and it's so simple. But we really were. I think humans are just naturally selfish. So yeah, we, we, we definitely want our friends to like be there the way we want them to. And it's like you gotta you gotta realize people's limits and like. You and you can recognize like a real limit versus just resisting or you know yeah. They yeah. don't want to engage. But you know when like somebody has you know they just you know either they go into distress when they talk about it or they just change character when they talk about this certain thing or whatever. So you or know, they just don't have the knowledge or the language to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and that's another thing. That's something that I've learned too. Like I mean, and I don't think it's a necessarily a bad thing, but just like you said. You know, you can talk to certain friends about certain things. You can have certain conversations with certain friends and doesn't mean that, you know, they are less intelligent or anything like that. But you just know, like, look, I know talking to you about this situation, it's like talking to a brick wall and there's no point. So let's just not even do this. Let's not do this to ourselves. (laughs) You know, we don't have to do this. It's really okay. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, you know, you have to know, like you said, the limits of friendships with certain people. Um, I think, you know, whether anyone likes to admit it or not, I think there is like a hierarchy of friends that you end up making either in your mind, whether it's known or not, you know, yeah. um, there's a hierarchy of friends. Like, you know, who, you know, no matter what top tier, like this person, this person, this person, this person is going to be like, you know, TTG, like, let's go, you know, mm-hmm. other people, it's like, you know, they may not be here in that moment, but they're here for the, they're here in the after, you know, like, and that may be more important in that matter. So mm-hmm. I think there's a level of maturity that you get as you get older and make, you know, and grow in friendships that you, you know, realize that it's not, you know, so cut and dry upon by period. And that's the thing that really annoys me. Like, and I know it's reality TV, but like, you know, the amount of storylines that are built on, you were supposed to be a friend and you slept with my man or you didn't invite me to your birthday party and I'm upset. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the, those things come in. And I think you made a good point bringing that up with like reality TV and stuff. 
a lot of people have superficial outlooks on what friendship is. Um, and I think that drives a lot of those things in a lot of, in, in some people, a good majority of people, uh, to go into those, those, you know, when they have something that goes wrong, wrong, um, for me to stay grounded with my friends and family, I always think about what my grandma, my great grandma used to raise us with your teeth and tongue fall out, meaning you bite your tongue. It, it, the mouth is together, right? It's supposed to operate as chewing and it knows what it does, but sometimes you bite your lip, you bite your tongue, you bite your cheek. Meaning in friendships and any relationship, you if it's always good, it's it's not right. Not meaning let me find something or make it bad. But yeah. you're not always gonna agree with one another. You're gonna debate. You're gonna do some shit that I don't like, that you don't like, that we don't like together. But if it's a friendship and it's and it's something that's real it's always going to come back. Um, even if it's a year or two after the fact of somebody falling out, it's always going to come back. But I think it's also that point of having maturity. Um, if I can argue with you today and it's bad enough that it's gone, but in my heart, I'm like, okay, I need to, let me just give some distance. And evidently you said the same thing. And then a couple months later, it's like, okay, somebody got to be the bigger person. Let me reach out. I decide to reach out. And if it's reciprocated, a real true friendship will pick up exactly where it left off. Right. I would agree with that. That's the test of a friendship. Like, you know, like I have friends now that, you know, we've been friends for quite some time and, you know, we may not speak all the time, but it's not because we have an issue with each other or like mm -hmm. there's love lost, but we just, you know, there's some friends that you talk to every day. And there's other friends that you, you know, you check in every once in a while. But like you mm -hmm. said, it no, you know, everything's still on key, on cue, you know. So that's I think those are even some those are strong friendships, you know, all yeah. the way around. So. And, and, and that's one of those things where even like myself, I question it sometimes. So my two friends that are married to each other now, we used to rock with each other and talk to each other every single day, multiple times a day we was on the phone. Um, back in college. And then when I moved, of course, it, you know, kind of wasn't all like that. But then when they got married, it was kind of like, okay, you know, it is what it is. Now, I'll be front, up front and frank that I thought, you know, that I had the whole notion in my head, oh, they're married now. Then, you know, the friendship kind of pushes you out because all three of your friends, even though they were dating since we were freshmen, now that they're friends, I can't call her and talk to her every day, or I can't call him and talk to him every day because they're married, right? That was my own thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And through my own thinking, that played out, even though communication on both sides eased up. Not to say that, you know, it was what it was. Now, my first thought was, okay, honeymoon phase, they newlywed, give them some space, this, that, and the third. Uh -huh. And... We had a very, very good heart to heart because it was I was best man for for the wedding and wedding singer. And then two months down the line, that's when I went into the hospital with the class, uh, Daryl, as you know. And mm -hmm. through that, we hadn't talked to each other maybe maybe three times. I don't know, but it was very, very a small amount. Right. Small amount of contact. 
between the time they got married and that time that I went in the hospital. But when he found out, when they found out that I was in the hospital, it was automatic. They was reaching out to me like however they could. It was I was getting the phone call, the text messages, voicemails, Facebook. And I'm like, OK, I can't really talk on the phone, but I could talk to you on Messenger. And, you know, we, we did that and we had a heart to heart after I was able to, you know, talk fully. And it was just a lot of miscues, a lot of miscommunication on both sides of, OK, well, I just figured, you know, you down there, you doing your own thing, whatever, whatever. And then me, I just figured, you know, y'all just got married. Y'all needed y'all time, this, that, and the third. But we were able to pick up exactly where we left off. And it was no, like, it was that mature conversation of really being able to go through that and being vulnerable enough with each other to mm-hmm. tell our truths. You know what I'm saying? Even if it was going to be like, oh, man, you tripping. We mm-hmm. were able to get that and have that conversation that needed to be had. Right. Right, right, right. I mean, I would even say the same thing. Like, my cousin, like, you know, me and my cousin, um, you know, we were pretty much like brothers. Um, we grew up together and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, as we got, and he's like four years older. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, we were in two different stages of life. Like, you know, he got married a couple of years, like a few years ago, you know, getting his, you know, married life and home and all that stuff together. And, you know, me, same thing, like, you know, just you know, getting career stuff together and all that other stuff. So we don't talk like often off. We used to like text all the time and all that other stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, when we do talk, you know, it's all good. Like, you know, so it's just understanding, like you said, it's understanding where people are in life and knowing that, you know, roles shift and change and, you know, you have to reallocate priorities. But, you know, I think that's the test of a true good relationship, you know, mm-hmm. knowing. Mm-hmm. knowing where you stand and knowing that, you know, even and if then, like you just yeah. said, knowing where you stand, that, that just takes us back to the conversation we have with Dr. Anita about a, a boundaries. Like boundaries aren't just in rela- romantic relationships. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. you, you got boundaries with your family. You got bound. You, hell, you should even have boundaries with yourself. But, you know, friendships, exactly. you definitely have your boundaries. Like y'all was saying before, there's that one friend I know I can go and talk to you about anything at any moment. And then there's those other friends, not to say you're on a different level, but there is their hierarchy, just like a family. I may go talk to my brother about this before I go and talk to my mom about this. Or sometimes it's a cousin I may go talk to before I talk to anybody in my immediate family. Uh-huh. And it's just that, you know, you got that boundary that you have in place and it has to be the same on you as well as so that you're not always, you know, taking that brunt of, Damn, everybody coming to me with their problems and I don't get a chance to tell nobody nothing. So I'm holding everybody's problems plus mine. It just have to be that, like right. that whole give and take and compromise. Yeah. I yeah, feel like, you know, if, there's, if there was ever respect in the relationship or in the friendship, you know, if two people respect each other, maybe you don't respect the person fully. Maybe it's just interest in them that, you know, links y'all together. But if during y'all's friendship, you establish respect on both ends, you know, no matter how the, you know, if there's respect established, then number one, you know, that already puts a perimeter of how any type of falling out would go down. 
Right. Because, you know, a friend, friends who respect each other, even if they got into a heated situation, is going to go down a certain type of way because there's respect, you know, for each other as, you know, individuals, as a man, as a woman, as a this, as a that, as whatever they, their respect is for. Um, but, you know, like you said earlier about, you know, these kind of false, shallow um, friendships on uh, reality television, like, yeah, I mean, that's how it's so easy for them to walk into a scene together and then like walk out the scene, you know, fighting each other because there was more respect on either part, you know, for exactly. ever. When you respect somebody, you know, you can, there can be distance put in between you two. There can be difference put in between you two, but, um, you know, the way that you go about that distance when you're in your corner and they in their corner, you know, that respect is what keeps, you know, because respect is, is linked to, like, seeing value, you know, in somebody. And when you see some value in someone, you know, it, it never goes away, you know. And that's how, you know, people are able to come back, you know, in a time of need or in a time of emergency or, you know, whatever the fact may be, you know, whether it's being deploy-related, it's a respect thing. That's true. But like, as exactly. long as you're there, you'll always be able to restore friendship. You know what I think is like really weird about friendships? Um, the fact that I can be friends with somebody and or like five or six people or whatever, but those five or six people can possibly not stand each other or not quite get along. And it's just like, how am I able to hang around these five different people as a unit, but they can't stand each other? Like, how? what about me? What, what about me is it? Yeah, I have that problem. <laughs> and it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I don't know if it's like a, a scientific, astrological, I don't know, but it's like, yeah, when you put the people, if you surround somebody with the people that they need in their lives to survive or to keep going or to maintain or whatever, it's like you said, a high probability that those people that he has surrounding them don't get along with each other. And it, it maybe it's because like there's, uh, you know, everybody has the same interest. Everybody's going after the same thing, which is the individual, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you have one person who's bringing all these different people, you know, together, you know, those individuals are used to getting, I guess, you know, full attention or a, a certain version of that person that's just not available when he's sharing himself with multiple friends. Mm. And, you know, we as humans, we can't accept that. So, you know, it just, we, it, it just, it doesn't go well. So we end up looking at his other friends or her other friends as like, mm. with a level of animosity and like, who's this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I think we've all been there. I've been on both sides of that. I've definitely been on the side of, like, um, Harpo, who this woman? <laughs> um, yeah. Why is she acting like she's uh, the friend? It's like, okay, girl, you just met her. Like, you know, like, let's not forget what's going on here. <laughs> this is only for <laughs> friends, though, because I don't feel this way just for, like, like that's, I mean, and that's exactly what it is. Like, you know, but, are, like, ride and die, like, you know, the people who know my shit, I'm like, mm. 
Exactly. That's so funny. Do you think brought that up? Do y'all watch Insecure? Yeah. Okay. So I'm up to date on Insecure. Um, right now the lead character Issa and her longtime best friend Molly are kind of beefing off of multiple different things, but. One of the presenting problems that like led to the unraveling of the other things is Issa's new friendship with um a woman that she met through a mutual friend of theirs. And the fact that this woman so happens to coincidentally also date Issa's ex. So Ooh. Ooh, girl. <laughs> yeah, but it was all organic. She organically had this friendship with Issa and she organically had this friendship, I mean, this relationship with the man. And it wasn't out of, you know, it wasn't no spite, no manipulation, no weird, crazy girl, nothing. It was just coincidental. And they all get along. So we can break that down on several different levels involving friendship. But as far as Molly's Overprotection and slight jealousy over this friendship that Issa is able to maintain and you know keep going despite the awkwardness and the elephant in the room. Like, what do y'all feel about that? Mm. Like, who do you think Molly's wrong for feeling some like some feeling some type of way towards Issa for keeping this friendship? Do you feel like Issa's wrong for feeling some type of way about Molly feeling that way? You know, I like to think that everyone can fix these problems by sitting down and just having an adult conversation. Um, however, I know it's not, that's not, you know, <laughs> it, that's not it. Um, I don't know. I guess it's more so, I would have to question, you know, why does Molly feel this way, you know, about that friendship? And then on Issa's end, you know, why... What is she, number one, I guess, getting out of this friendship that maybe Molly is thinking, well, you're not, you're getting this from this person now. So now you don't need me. I feel like that's where a lot of some of the stuff stems from. A lot of times it's like, you know, you found this new person now and they're offering you maybe more than I can in certain areas or vice versa as a friend. So it's like, where do I fit in anymore? You know? So I don't know. I just need yeah. to know all that. I think they're probably both wrong on some level. Um, I agree. I think there's a lot of like, I think there's a lot of underlying like dependency um, that we have in our friendships, you know, because I think they validate us. I think part of us are, you know, we're validated when we know that we are providing another person, i.e. our friends you know, whatever it is that they need to, you know, sustain themselves, you know, advice or, you know, understanding, empathy, a laugh or whatever. And, you know, that makes us feel validated. So when there's another source introduced, like, you know, and I think, I think it changes like based on like age, because I feel like your, your perception of this kind of changes and evolves as you get older. Um, and I might say there is a difference in male and female and how like the reactions might happen. But I, I would say that too, just to jump off that point real quick. Like, you know, I, you're right. I think there is a way that men and women deal differently those things. I would yeah. think 
in a male with that type of situation? I don't know. I feel like for the most part, I've seen and experienced, you know, most guys are just kind of like, I mean, you know, he cool until until I re- realize he not cool. Basically, you know? yeah. And like, if they come back, they come back. But if not, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, niggas would still feel it, but they probably won't be as vocal as, about it. Definitely not as vocal. Not offhand, at least. It would have to take, like, some, like, it would be, like, a little while. At least traditionally, from what I've seen, like, a lot of people be like, oh, well, it's like, you know, you've been spending a lot of time on old, like, you know, so-and-so, like, you know. Or, like, mm-hmm. or usually it'll come when, like, a plan has gotten canceled or something to go hang out with this person or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would take longer for, I think, it to sur- for it to surface. With males, as opposed to like Molly, like she definitely went to her girlfriend, like, what the fuck? You know, why is she in the spot? Why is she, you know, and show like it, I think it will surface quicker between females, a female relationship and a male relationship. I get that. But see, I guess when, when stuff like that happens, like for a long time, at some point, it's like when. When do you stop to realize in a friendship that you're sacrificing yourself? And I'll, and I'll give an example to that. So running off the, the theme here with Molly and, uh, Issa. So I had a, a friend of mine. Um, we came from high school, actually from preschool all the way up through college, right? And when we got in college, it was a constant thing of me attempting to always prove that my friendship never changed with her. So anytime I got new friends, it was always this thing of, Oh, you're, you're closer to them or, Oh, you forgot about me or, Oh, you don't care about, you know, and that type of thing. When, when I would go somewhere with said friends, I've introduced you to these friends. You hang out with these friends outside of me being there. So it's like, I don't even have to be there and y'all hang out. So at what point am I sacrificing myself to prove to you that we are still friends and it's just a waste of energy and we've outgrown each other at some point for some reason? And let that be known and let that be where it is and may it lay how it lay and have that conversation, which we had that conversation. And of course, it didn't go like I thought it was going to go I, you know, like Daryl said, I thought it was going to be. And we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. Fix. So, um, so it was kind of like, you know, like you said, you know, having that conversation, sit down and talk. And that's where I had gauged it and viewed it. And being that we've been so close throughout time, I thought that would be one of the easiest conversations I could have. And it totally blackfired. Um, it and it, it went Damn. very left. I got cussed out. Because then it turned into, oh, you're protecting them and you're not protecting me where I'm not here to protect anybody (laughs) but myself, you know, at that point. So then it was it was just kind of like that whole thing of, okay, clearly this friendship, for whatever reason, has served its purpose and it's done. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, you definitely don't want to feel like you're in the business of like having to prove your friendship, you know, on a regular basis, that gets old. Very know? quick. <laughs> Definitely. Like, no one wants to fight for shit all the time. Yeah. Like, everything doesn't have to be a struggle in order to be worthwhile. 
I think that's where a lot of people also get caught up on that. Like, it's like, you're not fighting for me. And I, I'll tell anybody, look, <laughs> you're right. You're damn right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to do because it. Because if you like, can take my happening. word for it, and most of the time, I'm, right. my actions are going to speak before my words. So when I actually say mm-hmm. it, and you can't take my word for it, then what else can I do? There's nothing else I can do. <laughs> and I'm not about exactly. to bend over backwards and lick nobody's ass just to show you, hey, I'm real or I'm standing here with you or, you know, we are what we are. Right. Exactly. So you can save all that drama for your mommy. For your mammy. <laughs> Come at her, not at me. But that's real, though. Well, I just want to say that I don't got friends. Anybody who in my life who think they my friend, who <laughs> I go to activities with and all that other stuff, y'all don't really fuck with none of y'all like that. <laughs> Especially if they name start with like a D or anything like oh. of that specific matter. Like, yeah, like, fuck that person. Uh that's all I got. I'm sorry. Did you all hear anyone talking? Like, <laughs> I think I think her mic. Yeah, no, yo, you got fired again. <laughs> She's been having problems all night. She got she she been fired once. She can get fired again. I'm sorry, y'all know I'm married to Tupac. And he's like the king of talking shit. Like, I'm one of y'all niggas got sickle cell or something. Like, I gotta be on that. Like, I gotta be that ruthless and practicing. So when he come back, he be like, yeah, that's my bitch. Nah, dead ass. Um, my overall thoughts on friendship is that, like, they're viable. They're very intimate. They're just like marriage, relationship, anything else. They come with, like, commitments. You gotta, like, be committed and, like, work with people. Cause there are definitely times where I wanted to slap my fucking friends. My friends wanted to slap me. Daryl can definitely attest to that. So, oh yeah. And so it's just like you definitely have to have those moments where you're like, is this person should this person really be in my life? Should I really be working to be, keep this person in my life and to explain to this person, you know, what's wrong, especially with me because. I don't like explaining too, too fucking much. So if I kind of already let you know and you still acting a fuck up, you kind of telling me that you don't give a fuck about what I have to say. And I'm, and then I just don't say shit else and I move the fuck on from the situation. So if you want to maintain a friendship in my life, you kind of have to like be real with you, be able to be real with yourself. Cause I'm going to call you the fuck out. And she will. That is not even (laughs) a joke. I can attest. Yeah. To that. <laughs> but you know what? And I will say that, you know, that has made for me as a friend of yours, Niall, that's been one of the realest friends I've ever had, bro. Yeah, we don't make it. she won't have any of your shit, Daryl. <laughs> and it's okay because you know what? I love her. I love her too. And it's all right. But it's okay. But anyway. Um, so anyone else, any closing remarks, you know? <laughs> you know, friends are super important. I'm just going to basically say what Niall said, like, yeah, super important. They take commitment, um, you know, uh, especially in these times. I feel like everything that's going on, you know, is really making us lean a little bit uh, further mm-hmm. into our friendships. 
and uh, you know, hopefully everybody kind of takes stock when this whole thing is over and they look back at who they were actually spending their time talking to, who they wanted to okay. talk to, who was most helpful to talk to in these times, um, you know, and uh, whose who's relationship could be sustained, you know, without mm-hmm. the physical being dependent on. So I'm interested to see, yeah, how, how, how all of that, uh, you know, levels out once this is over with. Agreed. Agreed with that. So, I mean, no, long story short, guys, you know, cherish the people that cherish you. Um, you know, don't be pressed to, you know, if, it's, if a friendship is ending, you know, let it be like the sun, you know, when or a star that's going supernova. Let it just fizzle out. Daryl, Daryl, you suck. You literally <laughs> suck at shit like this. What were you trying to say? So I feel like I'm reading your Caliente question <laughs> all over. And that is the perfect example <laughs> of a true friendship. <laughs> because when somebody that is call a you out of a true friend, a hundred percent true friend. <laughs> because I know, because she, because she's right. Damn it, she's fucking right. Those are the friends that right. you need. Shit, get you a friend really like that all the time. Not look, and not the ones that's gonna call you out. That's trying to be a hater and, and and just throw dirt on you. But the ones that's really trying to hold you accountable, that be like, hold up, you know this ain't it. Start over, try that again. <laughs> okay, try it again. I a recording of Daryl and I's friendship through the years. Like, <laughs> y'all gonna hear the shit I have said to this man, and the shit this man has said to me. I love I love my friends because they can stand up for themselves. You know you can stand up for yourself if you my friend. Like she will teach you this, if you don't learn anything else from being friends with Nio, it's that you will learn to grow a fucking backbone. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> this is so funny. Okay. Because, listen, I feel I feel like our relationship is like that. And I'm like, damn poor Daryl. If he has all these friends <laughs> and we're all like I'm this. a strong ass motherfucker. You okay. Because you got some aggressive but, ass friends. No, wait, the thing about Daryl is he like he bruh. He's you aggressive act like you know, low key he's aggressive. And, and, Sweet and cream, <laughs> but you not. You not, Daryl. You <laughs> Is that what, what do you mean? mean? I'm an angel. You know, you're fucking aggressive, too. That's how it, how you're able to, like, deal with this shit. Because, yeah, Daryl is very much, yeah, he, he can he can give it back as well. So, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, if you want to take <laughs> Wait, him, Daryl, I was going to say, is beat? that a Virgo thing? Because <laughs> I get told it, that's so It must be, because look. And I'm like. Look, <laughs> this is why we're so quiet. I told someone the other week. I was just like, "Look, yeah." I was. I told someone the other week. I was like, "Um, you know, the misconception that people have about me is that I'm a bitch because I just keep my mouth shut and I just see what everyone else is doing, and that's only because yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck y'all niggas is doing." Yeah. And my, my friend Dre so. will tell you, "Oh, that nigga's an asshole," but. I know when I need some real shit and need to hear some real shit, yeah, I'm going to him. <laughs> right. I mean, essentially, like. Oh, but anyway. Yes, yeah, salute to you, Daryl, for, for your friendships. And, uh, yeah. Just know that I love all y'all. You know, I um, like to think that, you know, anyone who is my friend, 
Um, honestly, you know, I think I'm a better person for that because I think, again, it is a trade-off. I do that. I'm a better person. Some hoes just won't let you live. <laughs> and others just, you know, here they are. <laughs> but anyway, but here we are. I'm very glad that we were able to sit down and have this conversation. I'm glad we finally get you on the damn show, Terrell. I'm so glad. Uh, you know. this, is, this is awesome. Can't wait to do it again. Yes, we will definitely have you on in the future. Um, hopefully, you know, live in the studio <laughs> when the studio exists again. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, as always, everybody, you know, be safe. Um, cherish those that cherish you. And yeah, oh, we'll see and, y'all and none of, in the next none episode. Of that live shit y'all from quarantine. Talking about. <laughs> no, no, do it, please. No, do it. I dare you. If you want to do that, do it. Did you did you see the, the memes with the pills, the tablets, the Clorox? I'm trying to. <laughs> Yeah, listen. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to shoot up some uh, Lysol toilet bowl cleaner. Let's do it. <laughs> like, what is wrong with this thing? He's just he's yeah. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, but yeah, no. Feel free if you truly believe that putting disinfectant inside of your body is the way to stop coronavirus. <laughs> then I salute you. Please do that. Go ahead. Make it easier for the rest of us. I'm not telling nobody to do nothing stupid. Hope but if you, you got do it, that, hope you got your affairs in order. Amara said, let's go, let's go for some cool rocks. Oh, Lord, don't tell the baby yeah. that. Yeah. Close yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, so we're going to sign off. We love y'all talkers. You know, stay safe out here. Be uh, social distance. Stay home. Do whatever you got to do to not be out here protesting to open your state back up because yeah let's not do that let's let's just not but anyway we'll see you on the next one bye bye